Hello and welcome to episode 20 of the Liverpool Comedy Improvcast with me, Ian Luke-Jones. This is where we get to know the people who make up the LCI community and today's guest is the wonderfully talented Isaac Cano. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher and wherever else you get your podcasts. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review and subscribe to the show to give us a boost and to help get our name out there. Now it's time to go off script and find out Isaac's true story about making stuff up. And please welcome to the podcast. He is guest number 20. Can you believe that? It's Isaac. Welcome, Isaac. Hello. How are you? I am good. good. Uh, Thank you for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I am super excited to, to get to speak to you, get to know you a little more. And I believe you are my first international guest. Yes, I I think so too, and I'm <laughs> so and I'm so glad to be here. Um, I just um, I just um, listened some of your interviews, and yeah, they're amazing. Oh, thank um, you. And I'm so grateful to be as your first uh, international improviser. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm so I'm happy. So- I'm, I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited uh, that you're excited to be here. So we mentioned that international. T- tell everybody where you are right now. Uh, I'm uh, in Barcelona right now. Um, uh, yes, I'm in Barcelona. Everything is okay. Um, yeah, I started improv here in Barcelona and uh, I am continuing, but I want to one day go outside and do more improv outside like because i I went to the festivals uh before the pandemic i went to greece i went to dublin i went to bulgaria yeah yeah wow yeah three three festivals and two festivals from here from barcelona so yeah you mentioned you started improv in barcelona let's get into that how long ago was that well um because a uh, funny, funny story. <laughs> Before improv, I did stand-up comedy. I was so terrible. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did the stand-up comedy in English and Spanish. In my language, it was okay, but in English, it was a big mistake from my part to do stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. But I remember one day uh, uh, stand-up comedian talking about improv, that it's theater. Um, with no script, uh, you can be in the moment. And I was, uh, I was curious. I was intrigued uh, because I did theater, normal theater, when I was younger. Okay. So I thought another kind of theater it's possible. And yeah, and uh, the next day it was a, a Sunday workshop, and I attended. And since that day, in December two thousand sixteen. I never stopped improv. Awesome. And so who was running that very first workshop? My very first workshop, it was uh, Noah Levin. Okay. Noah Levin. And yeah. did you continue with him for a long time? I would continue with him uh, during uh, three years. Yeah. And uh, and uh, other teachers in the school because here in Barcelona we have a 
Barcelona Improv Group and Barcelona Improv School uh, with several courses with several teachers. Uh, first, we have their foundations and games and, uh, and so on. We have storytelling, we have um, improv match, we have uh, what else we have? Uh, yeah, level two, like more uh, Armando format and yeah. kind of things. And uh, yeah, I was attending most of them. And when you were doing it, did you feel instantly at home or did it take you a while to feel comfortable with it? It took a while because uh, I was the only local. Okay. The only person that I speak uh, Spanish and Catalan and the other were like most of them native English. Right. And, and I was, yeah, I remember like I was translating everything in my mind at the beginning yeah to do not mistakes in english <laughs> okay but uh but when i learned that uh that is no mistakes in english and you can uh, or in improv and you can do whatever you want i was super happy <laughs> like it doesn't care the language just to have fun just to be in the moment just to have eye contact with your partner, just shine your partner and yeah, these kind of things. And did you find in the, those early days when there was a bit of a, a language barrier of sorts, did you enjoy the physical element because that there was no language needed? Yeah, I enjoy it. I enjoy it because uh, I can, uh, I can express with my body things that I can say with my language. Yeah. So, so yes, I, I enjoy it. And sometimes it's a weakness from my part, not express uh, things with my body. I'm not very physical in improv. Right. I always want to talk. <laughs> and sometimes I feeling that I'm over talk too much. Okay. Um, but yes, because I love to talk. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> Do you think that the the talking side of things helps you with the the online improv where we can't be as physical? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Um, I think I um, from the first very beginning day that I that I was a little not say scared, but a little bit shy not to do mistakes and something. Until now. Yeah, I uh, I grow so much as an improv. I feel it that like uh, I have no fears to do anything that I that I want to do or exploring more. I don't know new territories. For for example, for me, uh, doing Shakespeare. Oh yeah, or doing noir in English. Uh, I think it's it's like this kind of thing that I never could imagine before. Uh, and according to this pandemic, I had the opportunity to do these uh, things. Yeah. Because uh, the pandemic opens the, the uh, opens the world. Yeah, totally. basically. Um, and knowing another companies and knowing another countries that are doing uh, improv courses and jams. And you can connect instantly. Yeah. It's amazing. 
Yeah, well, we've encountered each other at a few different jams, haven't we? Um, I think it was an, an LCI jam where we first encountered each other. Yes, 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 yes. Um, but yeah, our paths have, uh, have crossed here and there. And that's what's great. It's just this wonderful community of these people. And you may see some of these people a lot. You may see some of them just a little bit. But you know that when you're with them, whether it's just that once or maybe a few times or lots of times, you know that you're with people you can trust and that you're going to have a great time. Yes. Yeah, totally. I I heard the, I had this feeling here first in Barcelona, like a, because you when you when you are doing improv uh, several times with the same people, you learn how the people is uh, how to say um, to have more times or doing good work with them, like uh, yeah. oh yeah, it's with my friend. I can I can do whatever you want because he or she respond at the same level as me. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, and yeah, and we have great time always. And and I find that here online, um, during this uh, journey, I had some several people that like, yeah, in uh, because if I'm doing a course and it's this person uh, there, I know that I will have a great time because we know each other before. Yeah, and we and we had a jam or we had a course or whatever, and it's you will have a great time and you will do a, a good job and always meeting new people because I love meeting new people. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm feeling great always. And I'd like to ask, so when you started, you said you were in Barcelona, but the class was mm -hmm. in English. Yes. Are there groups out there where you can speak your native language? Um, well, here in Barcelona, there's the only one uh, English school, but I did uh, improv in my language. Okay. And it was not good. Oh. <laughs> no, um, it was no good because I don't feeling the same um, level of trust or level of uh, that I can work with you. Because I know it, it's the other, I don't know, thinking or doing more slowly or in other way, or because here in, uh, in Barcelona, before pre-pandemic, yeah. um, we finished the class and we're going outside to drink something yeah. or eat something. This is the moment that you know this, that you can know these people. Yeah. Uh, in the class and then after but if you want if you go in in a course during 10 weeks with the same people and after the class everybody goes home how you yeah. can know these people yeah just in the class two hours that's all no <laughs> so no it's not it's it's not the same yeah just a bit more of a disconnect yeah um so I'm interested by the fact that you said that you started uh, with stand-up. Yes. So I want to talk about that a little bit. And you said that it went very well in, in Spanish, but didn't go so well in English. So I'm interested to know, were you trying the same jokes or were you trying different jokes in different languages? 
<laughs> Sometimes at the beginning, I try to adapt the same jokes in Spanish to English, yeah. but obviously it wasn't work. <laughs> obviously it wasn't work because it's a different language with a different humor and this kind yeah. of things. And it's not the same. But the, the more frustrating things about standard comedy that if you're preparing a set in your home, you are practicing your set, uh, you think that it's <laughs> funny. Yeah. And you're laughing a bit, uh, you're laughing so much in your home and you try your setup in front of the audience and nobody's laughing. Hmm. Nobody's like that. <laughs> With a straight face, it's like, okay, these people don't like my set. And I tried three, four, five times and they laughing just one, maybe. Oh. And I and and I and I and I think at the end, okay, stand up. It's not. It's not my thing. It's not my thing. So just try it, and no, it's, it's not my thing. So when you're on the stage and that happens, like, how do you deal with that in the moment? Do you just carry on with your set regardless? Do you try and uh, change things on the on the fly in hopes that you can come up with something new that they might like? I continue with my set. Just continue. Yeah, because, um, yeah, uh, it's my time. I have some certain time to do my set. Yeah. And no, I don't want to stop and go back to the stage. No, I continue with my set. And that's all. I finish my set. And in terms of even just practicing a set to go up and have your stand up time slot, how well rehearsed do you have to be to get everything you want to say into that time slot? Well, I think very well. And I think to first practice in your home and practice in front of the audience, if it, if it works, you, you have more opportunities to do the same set uh, in front of the other audience because, uh, yeah. And, my problem with the stand-up comedy is like hearing the same set of other comedians like time after time after time yeah. after time. <laughs> and, I've, and in the end, you know every word of the set, every word. It's like, okay, he will speak about that. He will speak after uh, about that. And you know, the memory from yeah, <laughs> everything. Yeah, it's like, and 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 I find it in the end kind of boring. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, it, it, it's boring, but with improv, it's unique because it's just one thing. It's in the moment, never more. The and same. that's that's what I particularly enjoy about improv because I love telling jokes. I tell jokes all day, every day, pretty much. But they're not jokes that I practiced or rehearsed. They're just off the cuff things that spill out of my mouth, and then we move on. And I love the spontaneity of humor and the fact that it's it's not some contrived thing. It's just a spur of the moment joke and improv. It's just everything that I love about humor, I think. Yeah, totally, totally, totally agree. It's, uh, 
it is spontaneity. I love spontaneity so much because uh, I remember some uh, shows that are. Do you know the game um, Alphabet? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we did it in the show. I remember, and um, I was a walk on. I, I did some word, and everybody's laughing. It's like uh, <laughs> it's like feeling that moment in the audience. It's like a it's, it's, it's payless. It's like it's you can't pay this moment uh, of uh, happiness of yourself and yeah. And yeah, and um, and doing uh, like uh, uh, silly games or silly scenes that are that if because I uh, I uh, I remember one teacher that tell me the sentence: if you have fun on the stage, the audience will have fun. Yeah. So you have to, you you have to be uh, you. You need to to have good moments on the stage to entertain the audience. Oh yeah, totally. It's like it's like with any kind of performance. It's like yeah, I, I've seen I've seen some great bands perform. Well, that in theory they're great bands, but although they've executed their song really well and the singers sung it well, sometimes to me I'm like, yeah, they sung it well. But there was no emotion in it. They weren't feeling those words. They just sung it well. And there are some people that I've seen perform and they may not technically have as good a voice as other singers that I've seen, but their performance, because they're passionate about what they're singing, just makes the performance for me. And it's the same with, with, with comedy. People that just, you know that they're just loving what they're doing and they're not just going through the motions. It makes a big difference to the set, I think. Yeah, motions is um, another big thing in improv. Uh, like putting things or doing a scene with emotions, it changes totally the scene. Oh yeah, it okay. it changes totally. Um, and um, talking about the motions, I um, I was the tendency to be I don't know always angry or always like uh, be the evil or be the bad character hmm. on the show. Yeah. But during this pandemic, I learned how to do another emotions, uh, like more happiness, more take care characters, more, yeah. uh, more beloved characters. Um, yeah. And, uh, and I enjoy it as well as do the angry or evil characters. Yeah. Like expressing these emotions is, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's another range of emotions. Like, uh, like, a, well, like the game uh, motion roller coaster that you can go uh, yeah. through emotions in the same, in the one scene. And, yeah, it's a, it's a game that I enjoyed so much. And, and just thinking of emotions, mm -hmm. have you had a lot of sort of serious improv scenes as well as as well as comical improv scenes? Have you been involved in many scenes that have just been 
like a really great serious piece of drama. Yes. Yeah. Especially, especially here online. Especially okay. here online. Mm-hmm. Especially here online because um, uh, I learned in the end how to do series or drama, and it's like a, a affects you in or your heart or your because you imagine this moment that that can happen to yourself this thing yeah and it is scary because it, it it's a scene and and if you imagine that this moment can really happening to you yeah it's like you doing the thing or or you in the scene it's like i, I like it so you project your own feelings into that scene Mm-hmm. Ah, cool. So yeah, that can be, in some ways, it can be therapeutic, you know, to get emotions out that perhaps we wouldn't have opportunities to get out otherwise. Well, improv is therapeutic, always. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's it's um, it's good for everything. I think it's good for your body, good for your health, good for the speaking public, and. Yeah. Yeah, for everything. And yeah, it's therapeutic. I totally agree. I totally agree. So you've been doing a lot of scenes with people. I did one with you just last week. And that is what I call kind of a mid form because it's not quite long form, but it's definitely not short form. And I see a lot of the the scenes I see online as this mid form. So talk to me about that. Uh, What uh, inspired you to get that going? And 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 how is it going? Um, first, I had my group uh, called uh, Green Slime that we were practice. Uh, we were practice first here in Barcelona, and then some people left uh, Barcelona, and I uh, and we we collect people from online. Yeah. So we were half from here and half from online. We were okay. practicing some scenes and some uh, scene in a format. <coughs> but I was thinking one day, I want to do duos. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking I, I want to do like duo scenes because um, a duo scenes with Walcon. And now a uh, 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 three people seen. Sometimes it's not necessary this person, and um, and uh, do sending is more, it's more intimate. It's, it's like uh, you and your partner, and and you have more time to explore in that scene. Yeah. And yeah, I was thinking as like, why not? And I'm one day I launched my I launched my project and and I'm so happy because now it will be the next week three people more it will be my thirty six wow guest improviser uh, and have you been able to sort of reach out to people that you haven't necessarily encountered a lot but you've just become 
friends because I've got lots of friends on Facebook, for example, that are improvisers that I've never met, never played with, but they're adding me and, and I look at them and say, oh, they're from the improv world. So I just add them. Have you met people just through this series that you're doing? Uh, honestly, two people that from this series, I met them in person. Okay. The rest online. <laughs> Excellent. The rest online. <laughs> and I just want to talk to you about something which we've discussed a couple of times in um, jams and sessions, and it's about feeling comfortable in scenes where you, you don't know the references. I remember I, I, I ran a session about feeling comfortable in those situations once, and you came along to that. And I just want to ask how that's going. Have you, have you added more tools to your tool belt? Do you feel more comfortable in those kind of scenes now? Yeah, I think so, yes. Yes. Um, I remember your jam, it was like, um, if I'm not wrong, uh, it could be Star Wars or science fiction or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm doing a science fiction course with uh, Chris Mitt. Excellent. And yeah, and science fiction is a thing that I'm not familiar with, uh, this, uh, this uh, movie genre, because I'm... Um, because I'm only saying that I, science fiction is like uh, aliens, spaceships, monsters, and that's all. But no, it's it's a big world of uh, metaphors and uh, yeah, and parallel worlds and, and this kind of things. And could be espionage as well. It could be conspiracy. A lot of things that uh, that I'm learning in in this course that um, now I'm more comfortable doing these kind of things uh, because I learned how to do it or how to put it in the scene. Yeah. And, uh, and if it's uh, one scene that I'm not familiar with, I'm trying to relate it, the thing that I'm, another thing that I could be possible related okay. and I'm going to the scene. Yeah. That's a great way to be because I know some people get really hung up on the fact that, oh, I don't know what that show is or what that film is. And they just kind of freeze. Whereas really the fun comes from them not actually knowing what it is and doing their best to just pretend that they know what it is. Yes, pretending is a big word. <laughs> <laughs> because in that moment, in that scene, whatever they say it is, that's what it is. And if they're in a scene with someone that does know that world or that genre really well, even they have to just yes and it and think, well, that's not actually in Star Wars, but they've just said it, so I have to agree. And that's the great thing about improv. For example, um, um, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, I did a show with the Maydays, um, Jane Austen horror show. Okay. I knew some books, I knew some movies, but I'm not an expert about Jane Austen. Yeah. And some of my classmates that are like speaking uh, like 
flourish English that uh, that I don't have any idea how to do it. <laughs> but I did my best yeah. uh, sounding uh, as a posh old English. And uh, now I'm doing uh, again Shakespeare that is difficult <laughs> yes. so much. But I, uh, I, I, I search on YouTube a couple of videos how to pronounce or how to speak like an old Shakespearean English. Yeah. And I try to put it in, uh, in my scenes uh, right now. If I mistake it, it's okay. I, um, I learn the next time. But I, I'm, I'm doing my best in this kind of difficult things or... For example, I don't know, Wes Anderson, that everyone knows Wes Anderson. No, I don't know Wes Anderson. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'm doing my best. I learn, my, I, I, I learn as much as possible about these things that I don't know to have more tools in my toolbox and, and then apply it. Excellent. In, in the sense, yeah. And things that you do know, I know you're a big fan of horror and I know you're a big mm -hmm. fan of Funko Pops. So yes. uh, I just want to talk to you about horror. Horror is a genre that I tend to stay clear of because uh, I'm a big wuss. And I just want to ask you, like, when did horror become your thing? How old were you? What was the first film that you watched that really got you into it? Oof, <laughs> big question. <laughs> uh, I'm, I like horror movies because... It's always the same. <laughs> it's it's almost the same. In for example, in, in the in the genre slasher, it's always the same. A bunch of people that go in a inhabited place or a damned place that something happened in the past. Uh, they explore the thing. They're doing the magic thing to separate the group and explore from them part yeah. individually. And then just dying one by one for the, <laughs> from the murderers in this movie. Okay, there are, a lot, there are more like uh, psychological horror movies like The Ring or like yeah. uh, The Sixth Sense, Sense or uh, Split. It's horror, thriller, mystery. Yeah. Um, Psycho, I remember it was the first movie that I watched, Psycho. And I learned uh, so much about Psycho, not the movie itself. Um, because I like, always like, uh, behind the scenes. Okay. I, super interesting behind the scenes. That's why I love to buy movies, not... Uh, downloaded movies i don't like i hate don't like download movies okay because i love uh from the storyboards uh, to the movie uh the dress the makeup or from the comic to the movie or uh the characters the director the music everything i love to know these kind of things even if it's five hours of uh yeah uh 
yeah, I'm sitting in front of my TV. It's like, okay, okay, okay. I like, I like. <laughs> um, from Psycho, I like the the if I'm not wrong, the 36 camera angles in the shower scene. <laughs> uh, yeah, 36. Imagine it's wow. Oh my gosh, and the blood it was chocolate. <laughs> so yes. <laughs> So imagine a movie in black and white, uh, how to do blood. So yeah, it's chocolate. Ah, of course. So, yeah. <laughs> so things, things that you don't know, knowing, it's amazing. <laughs> and are there any horror films that do actually scare you? Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are a lot of uh, horror movies that scare me. Uh, uh, the Conjuring. Insidious, um, yeah, like this kind of sagas, The Conjuring, Insidious, Freddy Krueger. I don't like it. I don't like it because I uh, um, because it's not scare me because it's disgusting. Ah, uh, okay. No, uh, no. I like horror movies, not like gory. I don't like gory or yeah. No. Mm -hmm. I prefer like a not uh, not the showing part of the body like separated or something. No, I don't like it. Uh, and uh, Freddy Krueger and some some sagas talking about Freddy Krueger. The first one is okay. The rest, why? <laughs> um, it's like uh, Friday the Third. Um, the first one, it's okay. The rest, why? I remember, <laughs> I remember uh, Freddy the Third, number 10, goes to space. <laughs> That's a thing. <laughs> Jenny Jason Burgess and then uh, destroyed Jason Burgess and uh, rebuild it as a cyborg. Why? <laughs> it's you can see the nonsense here yeah yeah you can see the nonsense and oh things that i that i uh that i hate some remakes oh yeah some remakes uh they don't have to exist if the remake is good it's okay but for example uh chucky chucky oh yeah the last movie Chucky is a robot and not at all. So why you change the original? Yeah. Like a doll with a, a with the spirit of a murderer inside the doll. I become Chucky. Why you pretend that it's Chucky, a robot controlling other robots? That it's nonsense. It's like... A, it's so far from the original. Yeah. And and I don't like to to do these movies like, oh, I'm so clever director, like I will do for the new generation. No. Why? Something that baffles me in general is when they remake films that just aren't that old. I, I kind of think if I'd been alive in the period that the first film came out, then I should probably be dead before. <laughs> It needs to be remade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
before we 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 talk about psycho uh my beloved director Gus Van Sant uh, in 1998 uh, he did the remake of psycho yeah but it was actually the same movie same movie frame by frame nothing new put it in color <laughs> and this is a remake no because it's nothing new yeah. it's like uh just just put it color and that's all no 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 uh, so let's move on a little bit to Funko Pops, yep. which is your other passion, yeah. which I mentioned before. Yeah, yeah. So tell me about that. How did you get into collecting them? And tell us about your collection. Yeah. Oof. Two, two years ago. Two, three years ago. Two, yeah, two years ago. I remember one time because um, I like Disney movies. I like this, uh, uh, like video games and like comics and and I passed um, I was walking in the street I went past uh, to a toy shop and I saw this little figurine about um, uh, Aedes uh, from uh, Hercules and I thought oh, it's very well made it's like um, yeah and it's it's not too big it's like nine uh, centimeters so nine ten centimeters yeah i will buy one hmm. very big mistake <laughs> it's like an uh, it's like an addiction you <laughs> you buy one and then you buy another one yeah another one until 57 <laughs> and counting and counting, yes, <laughs> counting. Um, I have um, I have Ades, I have Chucky, I have a uh, James Bond and the Golden Girl. I have um, um, Vincent Van Gogh. I have uh, Leonardo da Vinci. I have Edgar Allan Poe. I have some from video games, Ghostbusters, Inspector Gadget. Uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, Hellboy, um, what else? What else? What else? Cruella the Bill. Yeah. I have. Yeah. Many. I, I have a tough question. A Star Wars. Then. Oh, Star yeah. Wars. Cool. I have a tough question for you. Which of all of them would you say is your most coveted? Which is the one that you're most proud of? My Cruella the Bill. And why is it that that one stands out? Because uh, I like um, I like billions in Disney. Okay. Um, and for me, there are three particular top billions in Disney. Yeah. That is uh, Maleficent, uh, Cruella, and Ursula. And this particular Funko Pop, uh, uh, Cruella, was. Um, how to how to say in English? Well, it was made it two years ago, and then right. it stops. Okay. Until a few months ago, that it's starting making again. Okay. And I uh, and I always wanted uh, Cruella because I I I saw it one day, uh, uh, like in in internet. It's like 
oh, that, that's so great. Hmm. And uh, yeah, and I bought one. And uh, and uh, last week I bought another Cruella from the new movie. Ah, awesome! So, are you yeah. excited? Are you excited for the new movie? Yes, 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 yes. I want to see the origins. How, how um, stylist or fashion designer became Cruella? Yeah, I think. I think one thing I do like about our current film generation is we're getting a lot of backstories to characters that we've always known and we're finding out how they became the way that they are so i think that's one of the great things about the current sort of generation of movies that we're in mm. yeah if it's a movie it's well made yes uh, but for example i had my doubts uh when i saw maleficent yeah um uh, you you never see the Maleficent that we met in the Disney movies is more like good character, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. 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 It's it's their take on it. They're trying to show that, oh, maybe we were looking at her from a different light in the first film and she's really this misunderstood character. Yeah. That's another thing that I want to talk uh, Billions of uh, Disney, they always misunderstood because the good characters think, oh, they born like as bad people. But no, there's always a reason to become mean, uh, these kind of characters. As I said before, something happened in the past that has affected this character and became evil. Yeah. So I think um, some people doesn't take care about the bad people in English, <laughs> I mean, in Disney. Yeah. And, and, and I love this, I'm taking care about these characters. Sounds weird, but uh, yeah, it's my opinion. <laughs> yeah, no, it's an interesting uh, way to focus. You know, we grew up being told, yeah, these are the bad guys, so we should just root for the good guys. But then sometimes the good guys don't always make good moves, and uh, it can be it can get very gray. Lots of gray areas. Yeah, because for example, in the Little Mermaid, oh Ursula is a sea witch. Oh Ursula is a. But if you see this movie now in uh, in the eyes of an an adult, Ariel is a mean character because she knows everything. She signed a contract <laughs> with the consequences. Yeah. She signed a contract with the consequences. So be careful, Ariel, if you don't, don't achieve your goal because you know the consequences. <laughs> yeah. And That's you sign this, this contract under your... Um, under your... Um, Consentiment or something like that in uh, in English. Yeah, she consented yeah, like, to it. Consented, yeah, yeah. So you know what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. I've just seen the time, so I'm afraid we're going to have to wrap things up. But before we go, do you have anything you want to plug? Pe where people can see you perform? How they can contact you to do scenes with you? Yes, uh, yes, of course. Uh, on Facebook, uh, you can find me on. Uh, 
Isaac or Isaac Cano Skasani on Facebook. Uh, I have a project called uh, Our Scene. It's a duo scene show. Uh, it's during 10 minutes, uh, 10-ish more, depending. Uh, in two weeks, I will perform on the stage again here in Barcelona. Wow. Uh, and a mini festival um, called uh, La Fiesta de la Impro, uh, the improv party. And I will perform, uh, and I'm so happy about that. Um, what else? I have a group called uh, Green Slime. We are focusing most of them in horror, science fiction, this kind of uh, movie genres. We are rehearsing and we hope to do a show sooner than later. Uh, and a part of that, that's all. And uh, follow, <coughs> uh, if you can follow Barcelona Improv Group, that's okay. great too. Well, there we go. Uh, thank you very much. That's where everyone can uh, find you and check out what you're doing. The, the Improv Fest that you mentioned, I think this episode, although we're recording it uh, right now for us, it will go out in a couple of weeks. So it may well be happening or have happened by the time people hear about it. But hopefully people can still uh, check it out anyway. I'm sure there'll be lots of videos and things for people to check out. Uh, so yes. thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. I've really enjoyed talking to you. Take it thank easy. Thank you. And it was a pleasure to me. Excellent. Bye. And there we go, another fantastic interview. Really great to talk to Isaac. And as always, we start these conversations talking about improv and then who knows where they're gonna go. Uh, so how great to have all that talk about film and then his love of horror and Funko Pops. And just what a great way to just get to know people. I do apologize about the fact that there was some bleed through of something going on in the background of Isaacs but I've listened back and it doesn't really detract from our conversation it's just one of those things you know when you're doing all of these interviews from your house there's gonna be stuff going on in your house uh, so there we go but a great interview so thank you very much to Isaac now if you're interested in getting into improv or are already involved in improv and want to try out a different improv scene then all the info you need can be found at www.liverpoolcomedyimprov.co.uk you can also check us out on Facebook by searching for Liverpool Comedy Improv and on Twitter and Instagram we are at Live Comedy Improv. We also have a Facebook page for the show so search for that, check it out, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a share and don't forget to contact us if you want to be on the show. If you are a member of the LCI community as I've just said there, contact us, contact me, contact Emma Bird and we would love to arrange to get you on the show as soon as possible if you are listening on apple podcasts then we would love it if you could give us a five-star review write some lovely words and help us get our name out there if you're interested in keeping up with anything that i'm doing then you can check me out on youtube facebook twitter instagram just search for ian luke jones my youtube channel in particular all sorts going on on there so do check that out and that brings us to the end of another fantastic episode. Thank you very much for listening. But before we go, here are some words that are wise, wise, wise. Always remember, whatever the situation, 
to treat life like improv and yes and <laughs>